Chapter 21, verses 10 through 22 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Cibervox recording is in the public domain. Verses 10 through 16. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God, and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Jerome, when Jesus entered with the multitudes, the whole city of Jerusalem was moved, wondering at the crowds and not knowing the power. Pseudo Chrysostom, with good reason were they moved at sight of a thing so to be wondered at. Man was praised as God, but it was the God that was praised in the man. But I suppose that neither they who praised knew what they praised, but the spirit that suddenly inspired them poured forth the words of truth. Origin. Moreover, when Jesus entered the true Jerusalem, they cried out, wondering at his heavenly virtues, and saying, Who is this King of glory? Jerome. While others were in doubt or inquiring, the worthless multitude confessed him. But the people said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. They begin with the lesser, that they may come to the greater. They hail him as that prophet whom Moses had said should come like to himself, which is rightly written in Greek with the testimony of the article from Nazareth of Galilee. For there he had been brought up, that the flower of the field might be nourished with the flower of all excellencies. Rabanus. But it is to be noted that this entry of his into Jerusalem was five days before the Passover, for John relates that six days before the Passover he came to Bethany, and on the morrow, sitting on the ass, entered Jerusalem. In this observe the correspondence between the Old and New Testaments, not only in things but in seasons, for on the tenth day of the first month the lamb that was to be sacrificed for the Passover was to be taken into the house, because on the same day of the same month, that is, Five days before the Passover, the Lord was to enter the city in which he was to suffer. Pseudo Chrysostom, and Jesus entered into the temple of God. This was the part of a good son to haste to his father's house and to do him honor. And so you then, becoming an imitator of Christ, as soon as you enter into any city, first run to the church. Further, it was the part of the good physician that having entered to heal the sick city, he should first apply himself to the source of the sickness. For as everything good cometh out of the temple, so also doth every evil. For when the priesthood is sound, the whole church flourishes. But if it is corrupt, faith is impaired. And as when you see a tree whose leaves are pale-colored, you know that it is diseased at its root, so when you see an undisciplined people, conclude without hesitation that their priesthood is unsound. Jerome. 
and he cast out all them that sold and bought it should be known that in obedience to the law in the temple of the lord venerated through the whole world and resorted to by the jews out of every quarter innumerable victims were sacrificed especially on festival days bulls rams goats the poor offering young pigeons and turtle doves that they might not omit all sacrifice but it would happen that those who came from a distance would have no victim the priests therefore contrived a plan for making a gain out of the people selling to such as had no victim the animal which they had need of for sacrifice and themselves receiving them back again as soon as sold but this fraudulent practice was often defeated by the poverty of the visitors who lacking means had neither victims nor whence to purchase them they therefore appointed bankers who might lend to them under a bond but because the law forbade usury the money lent without interest was profitless besides sometimes a loss of the principal they bethought themselves of another scheme instead of bankers they appointed calibeste a word for which the latin has no equivalent sweetmeats and other trifling presents they called coliba such for example as parched pulse raisins and apples of diverse sorts as then they could not take usury they accepted the value in kind taking things that are bought with money as if this was not what ezekiel preached of saying ye shall not receive usury nor increase this kind of traffic or cheating rather the lord seeing in his father's house and moved thereat with spiritual zeal cast out of the temple this great multitude of men origin for in that they ought neither to sell nor to buy but to give their time to prayer being assembled in a house of prayer whence it follows and he saith unto them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer augustine let no one therefore do aught in the oratory but that for which it was made and whence it got its name it follows but ye have made it a den of thieves jerome for he is indeed a thief and turns the temple of god into a den of thieves who makes a gain of his religion among all the miracles wrought by our lord this seems to me the most wonderful that one man and he at that time mean to such a degree that he was afterwards crucified and while the scribes and pharisees were exasperated against him seeing their gains thus cut off was able by the blows of one scourge to cast out so great a multitude surely a flame and starry ray departed from his eyes and the majesty of the godhead was radiant in his countenance augustine it is manifest that the lord did this thing not once but twice the first time is told by john the second occasion by the other three chrysostom which aggravates the fault of the jews who after he had done the same thing twice yet persisted in their hardness origin mystically the temple of god is the church of christ wherein are many who live not as they ought spiritually but after the flesh and that house of prayer which is built of living stones they made by their actions to be a den of thieves but if we must express more closely the three kinds of men cast out of the temple we may say thus whosoever among a christian people spend their time in nothing else but buying and selling continuing but little in prayers or in other right actions these are the buyers and sellers in the temple of god 
deacons who do not lay out well the funds of their churches but grow rich out of the poor man's portion these are the money changers whose tables christ overturns but the deacons preside over the tables of the church money we learn from the acts of the apostles bishops who commit churches to those they ought not are they that sell the doves that is the grace of the holy spirit whose seats christ overturns jerome but according to the plain sense the doves are not in the seats but in the cages unless indeed the sellers of the doves were sitting in seats but that were absurd for the seat denotes the dignity of the teacher which is brought to nothing when it is mixed with covetousness mark also that through the avarice of the priests the altars of god are called tables of money changers what we have spoken of churches let each man understand of himself for the apostle says ye are the temple of god let there not be therefore in the abode of your breast the spirit of bargaining nor the desire of gifts lest jesus entering in anger and sternness should purify his temple not without scourging that from a den of thieves he should make it a house of prayers origin or in his second coming he shall cast forth and overturn those whom he shall find unworthy in god's temple pseudo chrysostom for this reason also he overturns the tables of the money changers to signify that in the temple of god ought to be no coin save spiritual such as bears the image of god not an earthly image he overturns the seats of those that sold doves saying by that deed what make in my temple so many doves for sale since that one dove descended of free gift upon the temple of my body what the multitude had proclaimed by their shouts the lord shows in deeds whence it follows and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them origin for in the temple of god that is in the church all have not eyesight nor do all walk uprightly but only they who understand that there is need of christ and of none other to heal them they coming to the word of god are healed Rigmigius. that they are healed in the temple signifies that men cannot be healed but in the church to which is given the power of binding and loosing jerome for had he not overthrown the tables of the money changers and seats of them that sold doves the blind and lame would not have deserved that their wanted sight and power of motion should be restored to them in the temple chrysostom and not even thus were the chief priests convinced but at his miracles and the shouts of the children they had indignation jerome for not daring to lay hands on him the priests defame his works and the testimony of the children who cried hosanna to the son of david blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord as though this might be said to none but to the son of god only let then bishops and all holy men take heed how they suffer these things to be said to them if this is charged as a fault in him who is truly lord to whom this was said because the faith of the believers was not yet confirmed pseudo chrysostom for as a pillar a little out of the perpendicular if more weight be laid upon it is driven to lean still more to one side so also the heart of man when once turned aside is only stirred the more with jealousy 
by seeing or hearing deeds of some righteous man. In this way the priests were stirred up against Christ, and said, Hearest thou what these say? Jerome. But the answer of Christ was cautious. He spake not what the scribes would fain have heard. The children do well that they bear witness to me. Nor, on the other hand, they do what is wrong. They are but children. You ought to be indulgent to their tender years. But he brings a quotation from the eighth psalm that though the Lord were silent, the testimony of Scripture might defend the words of the children. As it follows, but Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read, etc. Pseudo Chrysostom, as though he had said, Be it so. It is my fault that these cry thus. But it is my fault that so many thousand years before the prophet foretold that so it should be. But babes and sucklings cannot know or praise anyone. Therefore they are called babes, not in age, but in guileness of heart. Sucklings, because they cried out, being moved by their joy, at the wonderful things they beheld, as by the sweetness of milk. Miraculous works are called milk, because the beholding of miracles is no toil, but rather excites wonder, and gently invites to the faith. Bread is the doctrine of perfect righteousness, which none can receive, but they who have their senses exercised in spiritual things. Chrysostom. This was at once a type of the Gentiles, and no small comfort to the apostles, for that they might not be perplexed, contriving how, having no education for the purpose, they should preach the gospel. These children going before them did away that fear, for he who made these to sing his praises shall give speech to those. This miracle also shows that Christ was the framer of nature, seeing the children spoke things full of meaning and agreeing with the prophets, whereas the men uttered things meaningless and full of frenzy. Verses 17 through 22. And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw the fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth for ever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Pseudo Chrysostom. A bad man is better overcome by giving way to him than by replying to him. For wickedness is not instructed, but stimulated by reproof. The Lord accordingly sought by withdrawing himself to check those whom his words could not check. Whence it is said, and he left them, and went out of the city into Bethany. Jerome. Hence it is to be understood that the Lord was in so great poverty, and so far from having courted anyone, that he had found in all that city neither entertainer nor abode. But he made his home in a little village, in the house of Lazarus and his sisters. For the village was Bethany, and it follows, and he lodged there. Pseudo Chrysostom. Seeking surely to lodge in the body where his spirit also reposed. 
for so it is with all holy men. They love to be not where sumptuous banquets are, but where holiness flourishes. Jerome, when the shades of night were dispersed, and he was returning to the city, the Lord was in hunger, and thus showing the reality of his human body. Gloss, for in permitting his flesh to suffer that which properly pertains to flesh, he foreshows his passion. Mark the earnest zeal of the active laborer, who is said to have gone early into the city to preach, and to gain some to his father. Jerome, the Lord is about to suffer among the nations, and to take upon him the offense of the cross, sought to strengthen the minds of his disciples by a previous miracle. Whence it follows, and seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he came to it, and found nothing thereon but leaves only. Chrysostom, he came not because he was in hunger, but for his disciples' sake. For because he ever did good, and inflicted suffering on none, it behoved that he should set forth an example of his power of punishment. And this he would not exert upon man, but upon a plant. Hilary, herein we find proof of the Lord's goodness, where he was minded to show forth an instance of the salvation procured by his means, he exerted the power of his might on the persons of men, by healing their present sicknesses, encouraging them to hope for the future, and to look for the healing of their soul. But now when he would exhibit a type of his judgments on the rebellious, he represents the future by the destruction of a tree. Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward and forever. Jerome, forever, in Sempiternum, or to the end of the world, in Seclorum, for the Greek word aeona signifies both. Chrysostom, this was only a supposition of the disciples that it was cursed because it had not fruit, for another evangelist says that it was not yet the season. Why then was it cursed? For the disciples' sake, that they might learn that he had power to wither up those who crucified him. And he worked this miracle in that which of all plants is the most juicy, that the greatness of the miracle might be more apparent. But when aught of this kind is done to brutes or vegetables, ask not whether the fig were with justice withered up, seeing it was not the season for its fruit. For to inquire thus were extreme madness, for in such creatures there can be neither fault nor punishment, but consider the miracle and admire the worker of it. Gloss, the creator does no wrong to the owner, but his creature at his will is converted to the profit of others. Chrysostom, and that you may learn that this was done for their sakes to the end, namely, that they should be stirred up to confidence. Hear what is said further. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye shall have faith. Jerome, the Gentile dogs bark against us, affirming that the apostles had not faith, because they were not able to remove mountains, to whom we answer that many wonders were done by the Lord, which were not written, and therefore we believe the apostles to have done some not written, and that they were therefore not written, that the unbelieving might not have in them larger room for cavailing. For let us ask them, do they believe the miracles which are written, or do they not? And when they look incredulous, we can then establish that they who believe not the lesser would not have believed the greater. Chrysostom. This that the Lord speaks of he ascribes to prayer and faith. Whence he continues, 
that all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Origin. For Christ's disciples pray for nothing that they ought not, and as confiding in their master, they pray only for things great and heavenly. Rabanus. But whenever we are not heard when we pray, it is either because we ask something adverse to the means of our salvation, or because the perverseness of those for whom we ask hinders it being granted to them, or because the performance of our request is put off to a future time that our desires may wax stronger, and so may have more perfect capacity for the joys they seek after. Augustine. It must be considered that Mark relates the wonder of the disciples at the withering of the tree, and the answer of the Lord concerning faith to have been not on the day following the cursing of the tree, but on the third day after, and that on the second day Mark relates the casting of the merchants out of the temple, which he had omitted on the first day. On the second day, then he says that he went forth out of the city in the evening, and that as they passed by in the morning, the disciples then saw that the fig tree was withered. But Matthew speaks as though all this had been done on the day following. This must be so taken, as that when Matthew, having related that the fig tree was dried up, adds immediately, omitting all the events of the second day, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled. He yet meant that it was on another day that they marveled. For the tree must be supposed to have withered at the time it was cursed, not at the time they saw it. For they did not see it withering, but when it was withered, and by that they understood that it had withered immediately upon the Lord's words. Origin. Mystically, the Lord, leaving the chief priests and scribes, withdrew without the earthly Jerusalem, which therefore fell. He came to Bethany, to the house of obedience, that is, to the church, where, when he had taken rest after the first erecting of the church, he returned to the city, which he had left a little while before, and returning he was in hunger. Pseudo-Chrysostom, for had his hunger been as man for carnal food, he would not have hungered in the morning. He truly hungers in the morning, who hungers after the salvation of others. Jerome, the tree which he saw by the wayside, we understand as the synagogue, which was nigh to the way inasmuch as it had the law, but yet believed not on the way, that is, on Christ. Hilary, and that is compared to a fig tree, because the apostles, being the first believers out of Israel, like green figs, shall in the glory, in the time of their resurrection, be before the rest. Pseudo-Chrysostom, also the fig, in respect of the multitude of seeds under one skin, is, as it were, an assembly of the faithful, but he finds nothing on it but leaves only, that is, parasitical traditions an outward show of the law without the fruits of truth origin and because this plant was figuratively a living creature having a soul he speaks to it as though it heard let no fruit grow on thee henceforward for ever therefore is the jewish synagogue barren and shall continue so until the end of the world when the multitude of the gentiles shall come in and the fig tree withered while christ was yet sojourning in this life and the disciples, seeing by their spiritual discernment the mystery of the withered faith, wondered, and having faith and not doubting, they bear it. And so it withers when their life-giving virtue passes to the Gentiles, and by each one who is brought to the faith, 
that mountain of Satan is lifted up and cast into the sea, that is, into the abyss. Pseudo-Chrysostom, or into the sea, that is, into the world where the waters are salt, i.e., the people are wicked. Rabanus, and he avenges his exclusion from the elect by more cruel treatment of the retrobate. Augustine, or this is to be said by each servant of God in his own case, respecting the mountain of pride, to cast it from him, or because by the Jews the gospel was preached, the Lord himself, who is called the mount, is by the Jews cast among the Gentiles, as into a sea. Origin, for every man who is obedient to the word of God is Bethany, and Christ abides in him, but the wicked and sinners he leaves. And when he has been with the righteous, he goes to other righteous after them, and accompanied by them. For it is not said that he left Bethany and went into the city. The Lord is ever in hunger among the righteous, desiring to eat among them the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which are love, joy, peace. But this fig tree, which had leaves only without fruit, grew by the wayside. Pseudo-Chrysostom, that is, nigh to the world, for if a man lives nigh to the world, he cannot preserve in himself the fruit of righteousness. Origin, but if the Lord come seeking fruit with temptations, and one be found having naught of righteousness, but only a profession of faith, which is leaves without fruit, he is soon withered, losing even his seeming faith, and every disciple makes this fig tree to wither, by making it to be seen that he is void of Christ, as Peter said to Simon, Thy heart is not right in the sight of God. For it is better that a deceitful fig tree, which is thought to be alive, yet brings forth no fruit, should be withered up at the word of Christ's disciples, than that by an imposture it should steal away innocent hearts. Also, there is in every unbeliever a mountain great in proportion to his unbelief, which is removed by the words of Christ's disciples. End of chapter 21, verses 10 through 22.